this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Well, thank you, Ed, for leading us in the, those songs this morning. I want to thank uh, our brother Carl for a wonderful communion thought. We really, really appreciate that from you. I want to say uh, a thank you to our shepherds who work so hard here to make this church so special, our deacons and our teachers and our servants. Uh, we're so appreciative of you and all you do, and especially our staff, especially Alicia. I have to put that out there and Mike. They do so much to make this church so special, uh, and we're just appreciative of you. I want to say good morning and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. If this is your first time visiting with us this morning, we want to let you know that you are our honored guest. And we're going to ask that you do us a favor this morning. In the back of your pew, you'll find a visitor's card. Take that out and please fill that out. And as you exit this morning, you can pass that card to me or we've got a box in the foyer that you can place that card into. Or you can pass it to one of our shepherds. We want to have a record of your attendance so that we can invite you back out. Uh, when we meet here again, because I don't think you'll find a finer church in all of Mission Viejo, and we're so excited that you're here with us this morning. Uh, today is Father's Day, and I want to extend a very special welcome to all of our fathers here this morning. Uh, fatherhood is a tough job, amen? I guess it's not that tough. Uh, let me try that again. Fatherhood is a tough job, amen? Amen, right? <laughs> And uh, we set this day aside to, uh, to give honor where honor is due. And dads, today you'll probably receive your customary Father's Day tie, if you haven't already, or your socks, if you haven't. I've got mine on this morning, amen. Or a special meal. Uh, but how about we do this? How about we add a special prayer this morning of blessings to our fathers uh, this morning? So let's pray and ask the Lord for blessings upon our fathers. Dear God, we thank you so much for being our Heavenly Father and allowing us to gather here this morning to worship you in spirit and in truth and also to set apart some time to give honor where honor is due to our fathers in the flesh. Father, we're so appreciative of the men that you have put in our lives to train us up, to challenge us, to correct us, and to instruct us. And Lord, this morning... What a wonderful position to be in, to have fathers here at this church that are dedicated disciples of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would bless them, impart them with wisdom, with strength, with courage, with leadership abilities, that they may bless their families and raise them up in a way that brings you honor and glory. Bless our fathers here this morning. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. So the story goes, there was an intern... Uh, who was in an office, and he dialed his boss's number by accident. And he said, send me a coffee to my office in two minutes. And the boss shouted, do you know who you're talking to? And the intern said, no. And the boss said, well, I'm the boss of this office. And then the intern said to the boss, do you know who you're talking to? And the boss said, no. And the intern said, Phew. Thank the Lord. That's great. And then he hung up his phone <laughs> and went home. <laughs> Bosses or maybe leaders have tough jobs, don't they? Fathers have tough jobs because they are called to be leaders within the family. 
And when you are a leader within the family, you are confronted with a barrage of difficulties and situations that you have to manage and work through. It's tough being in charge. But that's what fathers are. They are called to be leaders in their families. And you all know that families are the backbone to every thriving society today. And within the family, the father's role is to provide and to protect and to set the example of love that his family should follow. A father is to correct their children when they err. He comforts his children when they experience hardships and loves them more than he loves his own life. And that's the role of a father. And what a blessing to be able to be called a father. And I realize this morning Father's Day may be tough for some of you because maybe some of you have lost your father recently. Maybe some of you have lost your fathers long time ago, and when you come to a day like this where we're called to honor and remember and to think about our fathers, it's a, it's a tough day for you. Maybe some of you here this morning would like to be fathers, but because of physical ailments or, or situations, that is an impossibility for you. I know Father's Day comes with mixed emotions, but we are definitely blessed, those of us who have fathers here in the flesh that raised us in the right way. And even if you don't have a father, I want you to pick a male figure in your life that has been a blessing to you and to kind of think about that person this morning. First passage of Scripture is found in Ephesians chapter 20 and verse number 12, and it's the passage that we always use whenever we start talking about Father's or Mother's Day, right? So it's one that we have to read off, and we just do it every single time because that's what you're supposed to do. Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 12, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You know, as I think through this process, as we think about the Ten Commandments, really where this comes from, if you notice, eight out of the Ten Commands are something that we shouldn't do, right? If you think about it, you shall not do this. You shall not do that. You shall not put any other gods before me. So eight out of the ten are something that we should avoid, right? Don't, don't do those things. But then there are just two commands within the Ten Commands where God says you must do this, right? You must do this. You've got to carry this out. The first is the fourth command, which says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, right? Do that. That's something that will bless your life. And then we get to commandment number five, and God says, do this. Honor your father and mother. Do that, and it will bless your life. You see, honoring your father and mother is vitally important to your life and to society as a whole. And the question that we need to ask ourselves this morning is, well, why did God give us this command By a show of hands, how many perfect fathers do we have in the audience this morning? None? Well, amen, right? Oh, let me put that down. Thank you, Ed. There's no perfect. 
<laughs> Thank you, Ed. Appreciate that. There's no perfect fathers. They don't exist, right? There's one perfect father, a heavenly father, of course, but there are no perfect fathers in the world. So God had to put this passage in here to help us remember that despite our father's inadequacies or failings, we still must honor, respect, and cherish them. There are no perfect fathers. And God gave us the fifth command so that our lives would be blessed by honoring and respecting them. That's why he gave us the fifth command for us, so that our lives could be blessed if we honor. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 and 19 says this. Now, this is the PG version, okay? I, I left out a portion of the text. If you want to go back and read, and it's, <laughs> read this whole thing. But this is the PG version, okay? I don't want to frighten too many children that are in the auditorium here this morning. Deuteronomy 21, 18 and 19. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town and then say, no, 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 no. Don't do that. If you've read the text, you know what it says. You see what happens when the stubborn child doesn't obey the father and mother, and does not respond to discipline, I give you the PG version. Why did God say honor your father and mother? Because it tells us that respect for authority begins at home. Amen? The reason why Theo Lacey Jail in Orange County is packed to the brim is because people have been violating this passage for a long time. The first, the fifth command. They've, they've, they've been mistaking. Theolacy is filled of people who stopped respecting their fathers and their mothers. And the reason why many of these people have lost respect for their fathers is because the fathers today have now stopped caring for their children. They're absent, they're gone. They don't care. And the reason they don't care is because Satan is good at what he does. But thank the Lord for fathers who love the Lord, number one, and then love their family, second. And if you have a father that loves God and loves his family, second, you ought to thank the Lord for him every single day, even though you might disagree with him sometimes, not like what he has to say. Praise the Lord for that, because if you didn't have a father, where would you be? If my dad wasn't around, I might be in Theo Lacey. I'm thankful that God gave me a father. And you notice that God gives us three sources to learn authority. Three sources. So if you're taking notes, here are the three sources. The first source is this. We learn authority, first of all, at home. At home. So fathers are instructed to teach their children what it means to be under authority that starts at home, but a lot of times... It doesn't happen the way it should, and children don't respect that. The, the second is we learn authority from church. Did you know that? That's right. Home, church, and then third is government, and that's where we get our three sources of authority and how we learn authority. Home, church, government, and that's why we say thank the Lord for fathers that are believers that raise their children in the right way. I want to, I want to make you 
mindful of this. Listen to this. How we relate to our parents, in particular our fathers, affect all other relationships in our lives. Would you agree with that statement? How we relate to our parents, in particular our fathers, affect all other uh, relationships in our lives. So I told you a story maybe a few months ago how I was late to church one time, right? And I was supposed to preach, and a police officer pulled me over. Not because I was speeding, not because I had a taillight out, not because my license plate was expired or anything like that. He pulled me over because I was taking my seatbelt off prior to stopping in the parking stall at the church building that I was going to. Needless to say, I wasn't too excited about this situation. I wasn't saying, oh, thank you, Lord, for sending this police officer my way to correct me and instruct me in righteousness on the road. Wasn't thinking in those terms. As a matter of fact, when he pulled me over, you know what I wanted to say? Right. You're pulling me over. I'm going to church. What's wrong with you, man? That was in my head. Do you think it came out? No, because if it came out, I might be like this uh, on the ground, right? It didn't come out that day. And the reason why it didn't come out is because my father told me, don't you ever talk to somebody that is an authority figure like that. You say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. So when that police officer pulled me over, he said, here's your ticket. I said, thank you for serving and protecting our country, <laughs> can't wait to pay this ticket, right? <laughs> no, but what you do is you show honor and respect, right? So dad taught me that. So I've never had any trouble, but I look at today what's going on culturally. Police officers attacking people, people not respecting authority, and I go, you know what? I think this all stems from people not honoring the fifth commandment, and that's the real issue that we need to address. So father, dad taught me that, and he taught me that at home. When my dad would say something, I would say, you got it. And that's what we need to teach our children today. What authority looks like. And thank the Lord if you had a father that raised you in the right way. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 1. I'm almost done here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. God even wants children to be righteous. And how children are righteous is not by their grades. If they're 4.8 students, that's wonderful. It's not by sports achievements. Maybe they won the MVP. No, it's how well they listen to their fathers when they speak. That shows forth righteousness. And all of us have seen those kids in the grocery store when mom and dad says something. And they throw a fit in a tantrum and mom says, if you stop it, I'll give you some skittles, right? <laughs> no. Mother, father speaks one time. Children listen, amen? That's what good, righteous children do. And thank the Lord again for fathers who taught us that, amen? Where would we be without them? God wants even children to be righteous, so... I want to look at this next passage found in Proverbs. I'm almost done this morning. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 22. Why else did God tell us to honor our fathers and mothers? It says here, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother's teaching when she is old. God gave us this commandment. And it, this commandment tells us that, that children must obey and respect their parents 
young adults must accept and appreciate their fathers, okay? So number one, we have a commandment for children. Now we have a commandment for young adults as well. So if you're a young adult this morning, and I'm not going to define what young adult is. I'll let you guys define that, amen? I heard 75 is the new 50, amen? <laughs> I'm not going to define what young adult I don't want to get in trouble looking at age. But young adults, wherever you are in your space of life, the Scripture says you must accept and appreciate your father and your mother, in particular father. I heard that te- teenagers uh, are know-it-alls. Is that true? I'm, is that true? <laughs> Wait and see? Okay. I heard that teenagers can be know-it-alls. All of a sudden, they are imparted with all kind of knowledge, and they know better than their parents all of a sudden, right? I think it starts at preteens. <clears throat> oh, okay, I'm not looking over at my daughter, right? But all of a sudden, they know everything. And it's like, how did you get to be so wise? In your, in your teenage years, it's amazing, right? And sometimes when teenagers think about their parents, what they do is they want their parents to change, right? That's what I always wanted from my father and mother. Dad, you're too strict. What do you mean I can't be out at 2 or 3 in the morning? <laughs> right? Mom, you're just too strict. What do you mean? I can't do this or do that. And I want my parents to change because obviously they don't know a lot. And you've been there, all of us who have been teenagers before, right? Where mom and dad did not know what they were talking about at all. But the scripture tells us that even as young adults, we must learn to appreciate and accept our fathers. Right? Appreciate and accept. And that's hard to do in your teenage years. But thanks be to the Lord that we have fathers here that love the Lord and are doing their very best to love their, their teenagers. It's tough, but teenagers, honor your father. The Lord is pleased with that. Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 20. Why else did God give us the fifth commandment? Well, because he talks to children, talks to young adults in the fifth commandment, and he also talks to, to adults. And again, I'm not going to define what an adult is. I'll let you do that. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 20 says this. If a man curses his father or mother, his lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. And I immediately want to look at this next passage found in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse number 7. And I'm going to tie this all together. It says this. Give the people these instructions too, so that no one may be open to blame. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. For many of us, we're in a season in our lives where our parents are getting older. You know, I look at my father now who is, again, maybe I won't tell the age because somebody goes, anyway, my father's getting older, right? And I can remember when my father was 30 years old, he was an airborne infantry ranger, and we used to tell my dad to flex his muscles all the time so we could see how tough he was, right? Dad, show your muscles, and he would flex, and we would do it with them. And now that I look at my dad, he's, he's slowed down a bit. Don't tell him I said that, amen, but he's slowed down a bit. He's not as fast as he used to be, not as strong as he used to be. And I'm looking at my mother and father, and they're getting a little older, right? And I know some people, when they look at their ailing parents, they go, man, I can't wait till they get really old because I know they have some money, right? 
I know they have an estate, right? And then we could put them in a very nice nursing home. It'd be like the, you know, the resort. Put them in the nursing home. The people will take care of them better than we would. So we might as well just pay the fee. And you guys have known people in those situations and circumstances. And, very, and right now, I bet you know people like that. We're going to put mom and dad in the senior care facility in the nursing home. Maybe we'll visit once a month, something like that. Maybe, maybe a couple of times a month, and hopefully they'll be taken care of. Why do we honor our mothers and fathers? Why do we obey the fifth command? Because the scripture says if we don't take care of our immediate family, we're worse than an unbeliever. Worse than an unbeliever. So I would say to you who are in this season of life, what are you doing for your senior parents right now? How are you caring for them? You're taking them out? You go and check up on them? You go see how they're doing? Or do you just hope that they're doing okay? Right. How we take care of our parents shows forth how much we love the Lord. Did you know that? How we take care of our parents shows forth our, our faith. So the question is, what are, we, what are we doing for our parents? And many of you might be saying, well, my parents are wealthy. They got a lot of money. They'll be okay. That, apart from the money, what are you doing just to show up and see how they're doing? All right? Because that's what our fathers, that's what our mothers, that's what they need. I want to close on this story. We've had a, a, a tough uh, weekend in the, in the Darden family. Um, and I almost struggled telling this story, but I want to tell it anyway. So my grandfather is now 81 years old, and I talk about him a lot. He is the man that uh, um, baptized me at the age of nine and uh, helped me to become a preacher. He's the one that really motivated me, along with my father and mother. But my grandpa is the one that used to critique my sermons and say, Jason, you're going to be a preacher one day. And I wanted to be just like grandpa growing up. So I used to even dress like grandpa when I was nine. Yeah, can you believe that? Penny loafers. I used to polish my shoes like he did. Used to wear my tie. And I did that all the way up until I got here. Then somebody said, why are you wearing a tie? This is Southern California, man. But uh, wanted to be like Grandpa, right? Just recently, my Grandpa was having trouble uh, physically. So he went in for uh, a checkup. And they said, you've got to go into immediate surgery, like, like right away, life-threatening. So... Um, I got a call from my dad and said, hey, your grandpa's not doing well. We're going to have to send him to the hospital. He's going to have to have emergency surgery. At the same time, you know, my grandmother is struggling through Alzheimer's right now. So it's just a really tough time. And, you know, I was just thinking about grandma and grandpa, it's, it's tough. But what I love so much is the response of my father, my mother, uh, my aunts, and my uncles. When they heard the news, all six children flew to Savannah, Georgia, just like that. Dropped everything. Flew right in to Savannah, Georgia. You ever fly into Savannah, Georgia? You know how much it is, Ed, to fly into Savannah. You, you don't do that. But they all flew into Savannah, Georgia, and were there the entire time. My grandfather went into surgery, came out of surgery, and they stayed with Grandpa for like five days until he went on home. And my aunt is still with him today, taking care of him. And I thought that was so special. And why did they do that? Well, it's because they honor Grandpa. And because they've honored Grandpa, their lives are blessed. So this morning, 
All I'm saying here, church, is make sure you honor your fathers. Don't know how much longer they'll be with you in the flesh. Don't know how much longer you'll have them. And God is really pleased when you do that. And just think about how blessed your life is for having a father that loves the Lord. So this morning, by way of invitation, as we close this morning, we got a song selected. Uh, if you have any prayer concerns, any needs, we invite you to come during that time. Maybe you haven't been honoring the way you should. That's okay. We all make mistakes. Come forward. We'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. Maybe there's someone here this morning that wants to become a Christian. You don't know what it's like having a father, but when you become a Christian, you have a heavenly father that will love you in such an amazing way and will bless your life. And you aren't a Christian today. You ought to become one. We'll baptize you in water today. You can be added to the kingdom. And during this song of invitation, if there are any needs in that way, we're, we're going to ask you to come. And as you depart this place this morning, this afternoon, take your father out to a nice dinner and tell them how special they are. Whatever your needs or concerns are, won't you come together while we stand and sing the song of invitation.